You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Ringing in the new year. That's what we did just a few days ago. And around the country, there's unique ways to do that. But how will you spend 2024? We're talking about that and reflecting upon that as well today with Dr. Mark Terman, who is executive director of the Denison Forum. Once again, welcome and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Great to be with you today. I struggle with the new year because I don't like it. I, I don't like I, – I don't want to be the – maybe I am the get-off-my-lawn guy. But anyway, I, I, I just think it's the next day in the calendar, and I, I get frustrated because I don't like staying up late at night. I like going to bed, and, and watching the ball drop just is no fun to me, and I don't know why all those people are in New York. But anyway, having said all that, it does – it is good for us to have these different markers in life, though. Don't Isn't that true? Well, I think it sets some good rhythm for us, for yeah. sure. And I'm like you, Eric. It, it could easily be, hey, it's just the next day on the calendar. Right. Uh, you know, I I might have enjoyed, it for a moment anyway, watching the baloney ball come down in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. I think they had a real problem the next day with uh, flies and maybe some other things. I don't Ooh. know. But uh, in some ways, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm like you. It's just another day. I don't stay up late anymore. It's kind of uh, another day in the calendar for me. I went and played golf that day, which made it a good day. Best but round of the year, right? To have, it was the best round yeah, of your year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely. But it's, it's great to have some rhythm in our life and a chance to pause. You know, I was sitting in worship on Sunday and the pastor was telling us that it's important for us to stop and to remember so many commands in the Bible, especially in the writings of Moses that we are instructed not to forget, but to remember, to take some time. James Clear, uh, in his newsletter at the end of the year, said, you know what? No one ever stumbles into uh, a meaningful life. You have to step back and reflect and think and consider uh, where you've been going and where you may need to make course correction. And I think that's important for believers. I think we need to step back. And whether or not we're watching the, uh, the ball drop or not, we need to step back and say, okay, Take a breath, step back, and let's see where we've been going and where God may want to make correction, where God may want to send us in a fresh direction of mission, where God wants to get our attention about something that's not right in our life and the time of confession and cleansing and renewal. I think there can be some really positive things to that. And in some ways, the holidays and the end of the year offer us that opportunity. Yeah, and every day that he gives us breath is another opportunity for us to move into that more meaningful relationship with him. And as I take a look at the article we are looking at all about rigging in 2024, Dr. Dennison mentions how, you know, one of these years it will be our last new year. We don't know when that is, obviously, but that's true for each and every one of us, which should give us uh, some moments of just sober reflection in and of that fact. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we were reflecting uh, in my family. Uh, New Year's Eve was the fourth anniversary of my father-in-law's passing. Uh, two weeks after that, the same time, my mother passed away. And uh, one of the things that we we're perhaps a little bit uncomfortable with when it comes to turning the calendar on a new year is that we're reminded of our mortality, that uh, life is brief and death is certain, and that one day either we're going to go and meet Jesus or he's going to come again. And we don't know when that's going to be, and there's a certain uh, trepidation because of that, but it causes us to make decisions about how we will live and why we will live and uh, how's the best way to do that. 
that's uncomfortable for us in some way, but we must face the reality of our own mortality, and we must prepare for that. And the Bible tells us that the best way to do that is to put our faith in Christ, in his love for us, and in the salvation that he came to provide that started at Christmas, even started before Christmas, um, but that we celebrate in his birth, his life, and in his death and resurrection, that the best way to do that is to put our focus and faith in him, and that if we do that, we'll be living a life that he can bless until we see him face to face. You know, you said the word certain. We we as believers are certain of that birth, death, and resurrection. We don't live in, I think we're certain that he's coming back again, but we don't live in that focus a lot, do we? No, I think we live a lot of our lives in distraction and in denial Mm. um, because there's a natural fear of death. The Bible says that death is our last and greatest enemy. The good thing that we can claim is that because of Jesus, that enemy has been defeated. And we can now know that death is not the ending place, the destination for us. But as my pastor used to say, uh, Jesus turned, you know, a tombstone into a stepping stone. It's now become the pathway into his full presence and into a restored and renewed life that he has always desired for us and that he came to make possible by overcoming sin. And we have so much to be grateful for, but, but there, is, uh, there is that unknown factor. We know that death is certain. We just don't know what the experience is like. You know, my mother used to say to me before she passed away, I'm not worried about being dead. I'm worried about dying. <laughs> and she was worried about what the process was, not about what the destination was. And uh, that part we have to trust to Christ as well. But it helps us and reminds us that how we live and who we trust in is the most important and urgent issue of our lives. Well, we are talking with Dr. Mark Turman of the Denison Forum and specifically out with an article that was released yesterday called Ringing in 2024. And in it, you quote, or Dr. Denison quotes Max Licato, who talks about Bethlehem, right? We just celebrated Christmas and what happened at Bethlehem, but really that was just the beginning. He says, Jesus has promised a repeat performance. It you could call it Bethlehem Act 2. Talk to us about the importance of recognizing that even if we do not pass away on this earth, that he will return and come for us and the readiness we need to have for that. Yes, and that's a, a great reminder to all of us. And, you know, I was struck with this throughout the holidays leading up to Christmas and through the season of Advent, that when we pull out our nativity scenes, um, and many times we look at Christmas and we, we have a nostalgic kind of feeling and we get caught up in the quaintness of the story and the idea of Mary and Joseph being in this uh, cave or in this uh, manger scene. And that's all well and good. It's all beautiful and, and wonderful to see that. Uh, but if we only look at Jesus as a baby in a manger, then we can just be uh, caught up in that nostalgia. But what we need to remember is that Jesus came in the cradle of Bethlehem so that he could be the returning king who will come one day. And it could be today. And the Bible reminds us of that. Max Lucado did a great job of of expressing that. He's referencing what Paul said in his very first letter, the letter to the Thessalonians, where he writes in chapter four, that this is absolutely coming. Jesus is coming with not uh, a silent night, as Max Lucado said, but 
with universal acclaim. There will be trumpets and there will be an angelic choir uh, even more magnificent than uh, what was there on the night that Jesus was born and that Jesus is coming as a reigning king and that if you believe in his birth, you must also believe in his coming. Uh, that the angels announced when Jesus ascended back into heaven, that this same Jesus who has gone up into heaven will come again. And that that is the promise and the urgent plea of our faith, that uh, Jesus is coming and we need to be excited about that, prepared for that. And we also need to be living our lives in a way that will please him, but also serve him. How can we be that salt and light? How can we tell others uh, again, not as warriors, but as witnesses. How can we let them know what Jesus has done in our lives to forgive our sin and to give us hope? How can that be our message to a world struggling with hope and struggling with loneliness as we, even as we enter into a brand new year? Yeah, that question of how, I guess, is what I'm asking about. Because David Jeremiah, the article concludes with his thoughts where he says, when Christ returns and only then Will the angel's message to the shepherds be totally fulfilled? David Jeremiah says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men is that statement that will only be fulfilled then. So does that mean we just throw our hands up and say, forget it all? I'll live my life and uh, do the best I can, but the rest of this can just, you know, be done with it all, uh, whether it's an election or um, helping the needy or whatever it is. There's nothing else I can do about it because I'm just waiting for that peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Well, there's certainly uh, an overwhelming feel, feeling of uh, desperation to do that, I think. Many of us just look at the news that comes to us day by day. There are wars and rumors of war. There was an earthquake uh, in Japan that we're now concerned about. So many things that uh, disappoint us and that uh, cause us fear. Uh, but we have to remember that Jesus told us it would be this way until he came again, that there would be trouble in our lives and tribulations in our world. He told us that, but he told us also to take heart, to not be discouraged because he had overcome the world. And we have to believe that as he was born in that stable in Bethlehem, he has been born into the hearts and lives of every believer and that he is present in this world. It can seem so dark. We are uh, programmed seemingly as fallen human beings to always see what is negative, what's broken, what's evil, what's wrong. Um, But we have to believe that God is still at work. If we give up on God, then we have given up on all hope. And we shouldn't resign ourselves or uh, seek to just go live in small, secluded, you know, holy huddles away from the world. That's not the reason that Jesus has us here. He has us here so that we can know him better and that we can then represent him well. And when we do that, I love the way Dr. Dennison says this, that when when we are expressing our faith in Christ, when we're living lives of hope, when we're loving in his name, then Christmas comes all over again. That sense of the transcendent presence of God comes as we live as his followers, as we represent him well, as we stand in a dark world as lights because of our faith and trust. And we're not claiming to be better. We're not. We're just as broken as any other human being. We're just as in need of grace and mercy and salvation. But we are, as someone said long ago, we are like beggars telling beggars where to find bread, where to find hope, 
where to find life. And that that is our privilege. The Bible says we get to be God's co-workers during this season until he comes or until we go. And that's the opportunity, the privilege, and the joyful purpose of every believer. And as we conclude with you, and as the article concludes, it says, since none of us knows when we will meet the Lord, the best way to live this new year is to be ready every day for that day. If you could, Dr. Terman, in the last two minutes or so, how does someone who has yet to put their faith and trust in Jesus do that at the beginning of this new year so that they are ready for that day? Can can you lead us into what that looks like? How do we put our faith and trust in Jesus if we've never made that decision yet. Oh, thank you for that opportunity. The first thing is, is obviously you need to make a decision if you believe that God is real. And then if you believe that God is real, what kind of God is he? And I believe the Bible tells us that he is the God of love, grace, mercy, and power. The next thing that we need to come to to confront is that we need him, that we are not sufficient in ourselves, and that we are in fact sinners who are separated from our God because of our choices and because of our neglect. And if we will admit that to God, then we are ready to receive his solution, which is Jesus's sacrificial death for us on the cross and his victorious resurrection. The story of what Christmas and Easter are all about. If we will believe that Jesus came, that he was perfect, that he was innocent, that he was both God and man, and that we will put our faith and trust in him, asking him for his forgiveness and mercy and asking him to become our king, to become our leader. And the Bible says that if we will sincerely do that, expressing that to God with our own words in our own heart, that at that moment, Jesus will, based on that faith or based on his grace and through our faith, he will come into our life. He will be our forgiver and he will become our leader and our king. The Bible says that's where it all starts, and it's a simple act. It sounds too goody true, and it would be too good to be true if it came from anybody except Jesus and his Father and our Father. And if we will do that, we will begin a relationship that will last for eternity, a relationship that will change everything about us and will give us a hope that is everlasting. And if you have questions about that, if you Uh, want to talk with someone about that, you can contact the radio station. You can contact a local church. um, Talk to a pastor or talk to a friend that you know is a Christian, and they will help you to understand how to begin this relationship. But you can do it on your own right now by believing in your own need and asking Jesus to become your king. Absolutely. If you want more information, text the word JESUS, 561-737-6035. We do have a link that's very helpful, a video there to watch, some other things you can read. Again, text the word JESUS, 561-737-6035. Dr. Terman, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. We do appreciate your time. Oh, you bet. Good morning and Happy New Year. Look forward to working with you all throughout 2024. 